get right into the word of God. I don't want to do all those theatrics and hollering and stuff. I want to do a very strong teaching on I am a man under authority. I am a man under authority. And I pray for grace to teach this and not just preach it. Man, because sometimes, you know, we hide behind theatrics. Uh, and especially us as, 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 as Africans, we preach and the lives of people are not improving and changing because all we do is holler and shout and, and we're not really teaching the oracles of God. Amen. I am a man under authority. Um, like also to pass a special invite to all of you on the 8th of December, which is next week, Friday, we have a uh, worship night at our church. Please purchase your tickets and come and join us if you can, if you're available. Those of you that are traveling out of the province for holidays, please ensure that your leaders know that you are traveling so that they can cover you with their prayers as well. The days are evil, amen? Hallelujah. I said the days are evil. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8 and 9. Put it up in the New Living Translation. Please avoid, with everything you've got, avoid King James. Amen. Uh, I'm talking to the media guys. Some of you are ancient, so you love the thee and thou and hast. And you all know how we do. Amen. We're the new generation. We just want it straight and, uh, straightforward. Amen. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will what? Will be healed. Verse 9. I know this because I am a man under authority, of, under the authority of my superior officers. And I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and what happens and they come and if I say to my slaves do this what do they do they do it amen they do it can we read verse 9 together one more time verse 9 verse 9 stay there for me one to go Read that statement one more time. One to go. I know this because I am under the authority. And I have authority over my soldiers. Ah, somebody shouted that very nice. They said, do this. And they did. And they do it amen authority is the power to influence or command thought opinion or and and or behavior what is authority it is the power to influence or command thought opinion and or behavior that is authority it is the legal power to do it authority is the legal power to influence others to do what you tell them to do that is authority amen and power is the, is the ability or potential to do a thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have the legal right to do it. It just means you can do it. I can hurt you if I want to, but I am not authorized to do that. Hallelujah. When we're in a boxing match, I have the legal authority to beat the heck out of you. <laughs> I have bought the power and the authority to harm your body and I do it within the parameters of the rules of engagement in as far as the sport is concerned outside of the boxing ring I have no authority to do that and if I do it even though I have the power I will have to face the consequences so that is the difference between power and authority some of us have got potential but don't have authority to do and because of the power we have, we run and do things which we have no legal right to do. Amen. 
So now we know that in the name of Jesus we have power. There is power in the name of Jesus. And anyone who uses that name, you are bound to have a reaction in the realm of the spirit. Because by law, the name in itself is like a loaded weapon. It carries power. But not everyone has the authority to use it. <clears throat> not everyone. You can use it to some extent or to the authority that has been given to you. There are demons that you can command in the name of Jesus and they will obey. And there are others which are ranking higher than where you yourself are ranking in the realm of the spirit. That if you try to command like the sons of Sceva, they look you in the eye and say, we know your pastor. We know the prayer warriors in your church, but who the heck do you think you are to tell me to leave? But then I use the same name that my father uses on a Sunday. Why am I not getting the same results? Because you don't have the authority to use it where you are trying to use it. Amen. So today, we're going to align some things in as far as authority is concerned. Amen. We're going to align some things in as far as authority is concerned. So, the centurion, the centurion recognizes the omnipotence of Jesus' power, which is available everywhere. So he says to him, because of your alignment to the Father, there is certain authority that you have that I don't have. And so by reason of the authority and your alignment to scripture and to the authority that God has given you, you can stand right where you are and speak to a situation in my house. And it has got to align. Why? Because he recognized that Jesus was standing in a place, in a place of a higher ranking than he was. And so whenever you stand in your position as a man of God, whenever you stand in your position as a worshiper, whenever you stand in your position as an usher, whenever you stand in your position as a sanctuary keeper, whenever you stand in your position as a security guard, hallelujah, there is a legal authority that has been bestowed upon you and what you say in your capacity as a security guard in your capacity as a helper in the home as long as you are in alignment to who you are supposed to be there's authority upon you but the moment you step out of alignment you are void of authority you may have the power but you don't have the authority if I was not given the authority to stand here by Papa and I just walked into this service and while there's an instruction that is given, it doesn't matter the anointing upon my life. I do not have the right to stand on this podium and say anything to anybody. Hallelujah. And today we live in a generation which is quick to lay hands on people. And we lack the Yes, you have the power. But you don't have the authority in a house of treasures to walk around laying hands on people. You don't have the authority. Yes, you're a prophet. You're anointed as a prophet. But until the set man of the house recognizes the anointing and releases you to do what you already have the power and the anointing to do, you do not have the legal right to do it. Your power and your authority in, is in as far as you are aligned out of alignment you are power misguided that's why the bible advises us to be meek you know what meekness means i said this last time when i was here it means power under control that's what meekness is why would jesus say that because he knew the power that they had you see when moses said suffer not a witch to live he knew the power that the Israelites had over witches. But when Jesus came, and he did not repeat the same statement, he said, pray for your enemies. Why? So meaning that I can stand here, but if I am not following the words of Jesus Christ in the dispensation that we live in, even if my prayer can be powerful, but if it's not founded on the authority of scripture, it is void of power. And so let me submit it. Worshippers, the enemy is not afraid of our melodies and our voices. 
Yeah, even intercessors. The enemy is not afraid of our tongues and our poetic prayer points. Because a lot of people pray misaligned. And so, and so that's why you haven't been seeing results. Because you are commanding things that your ranking does not allow you to. In the name of Jesus, and we bring our boldness. Ah, I am a woman of God. I pray that Victoria Orenzo, no. You can listen to their music all you like. You can sit down and worship with me in my album. But unless the rank, <laughs> unless you ascend in ranking, the guy is the, at the gate, his authority ends at the gate. The guy that's ushering you into church, the authority ends in as far, as soon as you are seated, their power Amen. And then another authority takes over from there. So it's a relay. We have got to be aligned. Somebody say aligned. Come on, say aligned. So as saints, we are called to a life of submission to the authority of God. We may have different opinions and feelings about each other. But in the area of submission to one another, it is non-negotiable. Yeah, the worshippers are to submit to the ushers. The ushers to the worshippers. When the worship leader, no matter how small they may be in stature, when they stand in their place of authority and say, lift up your hands, you better lift up your hands. Some of you are waiting for a bigger commander to come, but your blessing was in the one you, you walked all over before service began. Why? Because you missed a place to obey God. Ah, we, want, we want to obey prophets. And we disrespect our bosses in the job. He's not born again, but he's got the authority over you. And all authority is set by God. Amen? So God upholds everything by authority. The earth is the Lord. The, the heavens belong to our God. But the earth, he has what? He has given it to the sons of men. That is authority. That's why when God needs things to change on earth, he needs you and I to command them. What? God, God responds to authority. The moment he violates that, all hell breaks loose. And so no matter how we feel about people that God appoints into positions of authority, it will help you to obey. Because God does not govern the earth according to human beings' feelings and, and preferences and wants. He doesn't. Hallelujah. So God joins his children together through his authority. Families are joined through authority. If we take away the authority structure of the family, then there is mayhem. There is disorder in that family. Why did God say that? That's why we've got the Holy Trinity. Each and every being in the Trinity has got their different function and the other can't do what the other is supposed to be doing. Just like your knee is meant for bowing. If your head says I can bow better than the knee, then we've got misalignment. Somebody shout alignment. Say, I'm a man under authority. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. How, why do we submit to one another? Out of reverence for Christ. How will, how will the world know that indeed you are saved? When you love one another, but again, when you submit to the authority that Jesus has given to each and every one of us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So if any one of God's children is independent and self-reliant, not subject to, the to God's delegated authority, that individual can never accomplish their God-given assignment on earth. It is impossible for you to work as a silo and accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Authority is what tests you whether you are humble or proud. It is authority. Hallelujah. How does it make it? Listen, I am human just like you. And for me, I always keep myself in check. 
I used to be here for years doing the exact thing that I'm doing right now serving under my debt and every time when he goes away he would call a pastor from somewhere else to come and preach and that would not sit well with me why because i knew i had the ability to do exactly what these guest preachers are doing oh come on don't act like you don't know what i'm talking about you know how it feels when you have the ability to do something and they'd rather pay someone while you are there yeah, I've, I've seen it. I was here when, 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 when we would be discussing budgets for guest artists while I'm not getting paid. Ooh. And some of them would come here and sing nonsense. Ooh. And, and, and guess what? Here's the worst part. I would have to do backing for them. Somebody say alignment. But you see, sometimes... When there is authority over you, 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 you have got to be in control of your emotions. It doesn't feel nice, but because the authority has spoken, guess what? I'm going to be dancing behind a person that I know I am more gifted than they are. I know. My flesh tells me I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And so, Mr. Msibi, I go come now when you are gifted and yet are not given the opportunity to express your gift. But it is in the place of authority that elevates men. When you are able to follow the instructions of your leader, your days are numbered. Your day, your turn is coming. All you have to do is to stay under the blood. What is the blood? The blood is that authority, mama, that tells you, sit down. Even when you know you've got the ability to change the atmosphere, but you are told it's not yet time. Ah, it's not yet time. Joseph is in prison. He's sitting in a prison, Baba. But even in prison, listen, this guy was given a coat of many colors, anointed from toe to, to, to the tip of his head. But in his anointing, he ends up in prison. And in the prison, <clears throat> excuse me, in the prison, he's still serving his generation. Why? He, under, he was still following the instructions of the prison ward in a prison that he did not even get into because of negligence. He got into prison by doing God's will. God, why don't you rest me out of this prison? God says, I am testing your, your ability to follow instructions because where you are going, you will be commanding others. And so I will test you in prison. I will test you with your brothers. I will test you everywhere you go. I will test you with Potiphar's wife and your ability to stay undercover even when you have the power to do damage is what's going to qualify you for the palace. Hallelujah. We look at the life of David. Amazing God has an opportunity to kill his enemy of progress. Anointed by God. But when God anointed David, he did not give him the authority to be king. Because someone was still sitting on the throne. So he's got the anointing. He's got the power. He's got the potential. He is ready to ascend the throne. But God says it's not yet time. And David has an opportunity to kill this guy. He's hiding in a cave. The king sleeps under, under his anointing. <laughs> David looks at this guy and says, hey, this one. <laughs> I can end your life right now. But when the king woke up and went out, David followed behind him and he bowed his knee to a man that is oppressing him. To a man who is plotting against his demise. To a man who is trying to kill him. And he says, my king. He still recognizes the authority of the man, even though the man is an enemy of pro How many of us are swearing at people on social media because we think they don't belong where they are? And when Saul turns around and he sees David, David was a threat to Saul. But David's humility... And, and, and his ability to stay undercover. Saul turns around and he, long, he no longer sees an enemy. He calls David, my son. He says, David, is that you, my son? Some of us are fighting with people. 
Let me, let, me, let me give you a piece of advice. Church of God, no matter how anointed these people, these pastors and these leaders may be, never ever tell them, never ever, even if your intentions are right, never ever whisper to them that Papa is not fair to you by not giving you the pulpit. You are sowing destructive seeds in them. I promise you, they may be humble, they may be meek, but words are seeds. And once they leave your mouth, you can't retract them. So be careful how you encourage those you love. Don't encourage them by trying to overthrow the ones that are over them. If David had done that to Saul, when he, when he slept with, uh, what was the guy's name, his wife's name? Who was it? Come on, say it louder. Whose wife? Uriah, yes, yes, yes. Someone say, I'm, someone say December, I'm like, who's that one now? Yeah, he slept with Uriah's wife and then he killed Uriah. Do you know what would have happened? If his man had not seen him submit to authority, to the authority even of a perceived enemy, they would have killed him on the spot. They would have killed him on the spot. But they couldn't do it because they saw him uh, exercise submission even in circumstances that warranted him acting out of order. And so when they saw their leader do that, when their turn came, they said like David, how can we do this thing against God's anointing? Most of us today, we are reaping rewards of our own disloyalty. Relationship, no one is loyal to you. Because when you had one girlfriend, there were three others hidden somewhere. You are, you are scandalous in every form of the word. You have a partner that you are, you, are, you are making deals on the other side. And so whenever you meet people, they do the exact same thing. And you are wondering, God, I'm a prayer warrior. You are praying nonsense. You are misaligned. Hallelujah. So each and every one of us holds an important office which calls for the existence of power and authority. Glory to God. Submitting uh, to authority in the church is submitting to God. Here's the thing. We are not to choose whom we submit to. You don't choose that. The Bible says every authority comes from God. You don't choose who to submit to. Obedience is different. And I'll show you now. Obedience is different. And so obedience is related to conduct. It is relative. It depends on the law or the command that is being given. Now, a person may be standing in my position right now. I've got the legal right to do what I'm doing right now. But if I give you an ungodly instruction, you can still submit but not obey. You can submit and not obey. I know that's messing up with our theology now because you thought what the man of God says goes. That's why some of you have walked into error. If your papa tells you, come and sleep with me, you can still submit. No, sir. I don't have to post him on social media. No. I can still, I'm still under authority, but I can't do what you're telling me to do. So, submission, on the other hand, is related to the attitude of the heart. It is absolute. It is non-negotiable. Now, in the area of obedience, only God enjoys unqualified obedience. Meaning, whatever he says, goes. If it's in the word of God, it doesn't matter how it makes you feel. If God said it, yes, sir. But in the, in the area of submission... It is relative. When God speaks, it goes. He's, he qualifies for unqualified obedience. We obey him at whatever cost. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. The midwives and Moses' mother, they both disobeyed Pharaoh. Hallelujah. By preserving Moses' life, Yet they were considered to be women of faith in Exodus chapter 1 and verse 17. They disobeyed the instruction of the king, but it was an evil instruction. 
but they still submitted to the king. And I'll show you what it means to submit even though the, 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 the circumstances are not favorable. Look at the three Hebrew boys. They refused to bow down to the golden image set up by King Nebuchadnezzar. They disobeyed the king's order, yet they submitted themselves to the king's fire. They recognized his authority and they said, Oh, king. They didn't say, Well, Nebuchadnezzar, no, they recognized his position as king over the land and they said, Oh, king, unfortunately, we cannot bow to the golden image. But do as you may. That is a sign of submission. If they were not submitted, they would have refused to even get into the fire. So they were willing to bear the consequences of their disobedience. That's what submission means. Meaning that you are giving me an instruction that is not of God. I will refuse and bear the consequence. I will not bow. I'd rather get into the fire. I am not fighting the fire. I am not fighting your rulership. I am not fighting your authority. I'm fighting the instruction you give me. Most of us are about to travel home right now, young people, and you get home and they give you ungodly instruction. That does not mean you call your, pa your parents demons. Because that's what we do. We will be trending. You go like, look, they are, look at these idiots. Evil people, they are slaughtering goats. And we think that that is spiritual. You are exactly like them. What you do is you recognize their position because you did not put them there. They were put by God to be your parents. And so mama, papa, unfortunately, I can't do this and I am willing to bear the consequence. If you want to kick me out, so be it. But I love you, but I just simply cannot obey the instruction you are giving me. I'm sorry, but I can't do that. I still love you. you they send you to go get water, you go running. They say, wash my car, you go running. They say, cook, you go running. They say, bow to this golden image, you refuse, but you are still submitted to them. Meaning that anything else they say afterwards, it's okay. It's just this one thing that I can't bow to. But I'm still fully submitted to the authority. I recognize it because it was set up by God. And I understand that if I disobey you, I am disobeying God. We look at Daniel. He refused. Said, King, oh, no. They said, we'll throw you in the lion's den. He says, I understand. It's your position. Do what you have to do, sir. I honor you. But I can't do what you're asking me to do. Hallelujah. And he was willing to bear the consequences of his disobedience. I want to close this. He was willing. That's in Daniel chapter 6 and verse 16. Peter sums it up this way. Acts chapter 5 and verse 28. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in this name. He said, instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him. And you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human authority. We must obey God. Now, they didn't pray that the, that, that, that the king must die. They said, we can't obey what you're telling us. We'd rather obey God. We are standing in a place of obedience to the authority set up by God. And so the church operates on what we call delegated authority. Amen? Meaning that the holder of the authority is Jesus. And so Jesus gives us his authority, gives us his name. And he says, under my name. This is what you will do. But the, uh, the, 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 the bottom line is that you have got to be under him. We are his body. Hallelujah. Signs that accompany obedient people. People who have met authority will naturally try to find authority everywhere they go. When you're a person and you walk into a building and you want to do what you do. Or you want to do where you are coming from. Oh, Tina, in our church we used to do it this way. Where I come from, the pastor would not say stuff like that. Rather go back to where you come from until you submit to the authority of where you are now because we miss our blessing listen when you are a man and a woman under authority when you walk into a company the first thing you look for is who is in charge who is in charge that is a man who has an encounter who has had an encounter with authority a person who has met god's authority is meek and tender a person who has met the authority serves 
They are not after positions and giving counsel all the time. You are not quick to give counsel. You're a servant of God. My position is an extension of the power of God. All I do as a pastor is to serve the people of God. All I do as an usher is not to say, I will sit those that I like in front and those that mistreated me, I sit them at the back. No. I submit to authority. Glory to God. A person who has contacted the authority controls his tongue. Listen, when you are a person that gossips, all you talk about is other people, you swear at people all the time, it is a sign that you have not had an encounter with Jesus. When you're a man and a woman under authority, you are careful about what you say about those that are in authority. Instead of talking against them, you are praying and interceding for them. Let I am a man. I recognize the authority that they carry. Because the church is quick to criticize. If I may ask a question right now, how many of us are registered to vote? point and so if you don't exercise your right to vote don't criticize anyone you have the opportunity to change things and if you choose not to do it don't criticize don't even pray god give us leaders after your own heart the only way for you to place that leader there is by casting a vote not by prayer i hmm, know it's not that now i'm not saying go vote for any particular party all i'm saying is that you, you 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 see there are structures and so we think that in the place of prayer we can bypass structure and authority the guy that is giving you unjust laws has the authority to do it that's why he's doing it if he didn't no one would obey him but he can tell you what to do because he has the authority and the power to do it no, you will have, you can toy toy, but wait for another uh, four years or so until you can try again. A person who is under authority is sensitive and act uh, to act of lawlessness. Only those who have experienced God's authority can lead us into obedience. Somebody shout, I am a man under authority. Hallelujah. And so now, when you read, the Bible, and you read about the structure of the family, the husband, the wife, and the children. That is a structure of heaven. And so being a wife, you recognize that it is an office of authority. Being a husband is an office of authority. In fact, I saw a beautiful example. One day, this other man of God, please come. Wonderful couple, please come. Mama, Please come. I want to I demonstrate something that I saw this man demonstrating on social media about the, the power of authority. Please, please stand, face one another. I'm going to wed you the second time. <laughs> Do you take him to be? I saw. <laughs> Let go of each other. <laughs> social distance, please. <laughs> now, now, by scripture, he has authority over his wife. Yeah, And in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 where we read, it says submit to one another. So by scripture, she has authority over her husband. Because when God gave man dominion, he didn't give the man dominion over Eve. That's why she could influence him to eat what he was not supposed to eat. Because he did not have dominion over her. In fact, once they were married, they became one. They were one, they were one. So some of us right now, you, 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 you love your one, amen. And so, he says this, he says, wife, you have, when we talk about a wife's worship to Jesus, it is submission to the man. Until you submit to him, you're giving, you're singing, you're praying in tongues, all that stuff, you have not really worshipped. You know why? Because some of us, we are prayer warriors in church. We are, we are as carnal as devils in our homes. And you wonder why your prayers are not getting answered. Because there's a place of submission that you have missed. And whenever you come, all the Bible is telling you, the Holy Spirit is telling you, repent, repent, repent. And you are busy. I am a child of God. I am a friend of God. <laughs> God is looking at you like, dude, please, Michael, go tell that one. I don't know them. Why? Because if you knew him, you would be knowing his commandment concerning you and your husband. And so he says, 
husband, a wife, submit to your husband. What does that mean? So that means, I love this. I know the men will enjoy this with me for a minute. So please, please, if you don't mind, kneel down. Kneel. This is what submission, meaning that she is under the covering. And so now, now, now her submission is not subjection to toxic masculinity. It is, a, it is a position of power. You understand? It is a, it is a position of authority. Oh, she's got more power over you. Why? Because she has fulfilled scripture. <clears throat> and we are arguing and fighting. Yeah, why must I do this? Your power is not yet made manifest. But then it says... Another strange thing, he says to the husband, Husbands, love your wife as Christ did what? Love the church. What did he do? He laid down. Please move back. Now, submission to one another, it goes even further. He laid down. And so I submit, I lay down, I submit, I put my life in danger for you, I submit, I provide for you, I submit, I look after you and my kids. Do you understand the power of submission and authority? And so whenever you stand in your place as your man, you don't have to worry about her disrespecting you. Whenever you occupy your office well as a wife, be a, be a good one. Hallelujah. Be a good one. I'm fully Mind, you don't know mine. You will never do that. Yes, I know. That's because you will never do this. And the moment you do this, like Saul and David, there was a rift as long as they were chasing each other. But the moment David bowed to Saul and said, my king, Saul had no choice but to embrace him as my son. And so our generation violates scripture and violates God's principles. And then we come to church and we want the man. And then we want, the, we, we want God to God work it out. I prayed all night. No, sometimes you don't have to pray for him. You just have to serve him well. He doesn't have to beat her into this position. He just has to die for her. Please stand, sir. Please stand. Sir. This you may be seated. And so, what does dying do? What does dying feel like? Dying means non-responsive. We're having a conversation, strange conversation with my wife. She says to me, babe, we're starting gym on Monday. I said, okay. And he says to me, I know what you're going to say. I said, yeah, you do. You don't listen to me when we're at the gym. He says, yeah, but you can handle me. I said, but you don't listen to my instructions. He says, yeah, but you, you, you've never given up on me. Why would you give up now? <sighs> then the Holy Spirit started ministering to me. And I realized, no, man. You see, when you are dead, even when she complains, I am still dying for her. I don't respond the way that the flesh wants me to respond. Worshippers, you can come. I am, I am dead. I am dead. And so in the place of authority, the one that is in submission is the one that carries the power. The one who is in submission is the one that is aligned. As a child, always find yourself aligned to your mother and father because that's where long life comes from it's not in declaring it in church it is in obedience to your parents and so as parents let's not set up our children for failure teach your children to obey the maid in the house you see because the maid operates on delegated authority you are the one who told the maid to do what she's doing and so when they disrespect the maid, they are automatically disregarding your word. 
and that should always be met with consequences of disobedience teach them how to be aligned when i say to the maid clean and this guy is sitting there and he doesn't want to move his feet push him out of the way why because he is a hindrance to an instruction given by a higher authority all authority comes from god and so teach your children how to be submissive to authority even the authority that you yourself have given them hallelujah teach them somebody say i'm a man under authority come on say it again i'm a man under authority i want to do one more thing i need three three people to come any three people please come as we pray thank you thank you no more let's get someone else no no let's leave the pastors alone Touch not my anointing. <laughs> I don't want to find myself. Say, I went on my example. Let's face this way. Face that way. Face this way. You see, and I've, I've probably made this demonstration in this church. But submission to authority is like a relay. The only person that's ever going to cross the winning line is the guy at the back. But he needs a guy in the front to play his role. And the guy in the front in their church structure might probably be the usher. And, and this one here might probably be the worship team. And then look at where the pastor is, right at the back of the structure. And he's just going to come in to close the service. But this guy needed to cook the fire from the gate, make people feel welcome make people feel loved and all he's doing is representing the guy at the back <laughs> and when they stand here to sing they are preparing them for the guy at the back not for themselves because the service has not yet started neither is it ending it's just beginning you understand and when he comes he leads all of us to the one who has commissioned him who is the coach you may not see the coach on the running track, but he is there somewhere telling them what to do. You understand? And that's how God is. So God is standing as a coach. All their service is to lead people back to me as God. I'm not saying I'm God, but I'm just giving you an example. It's to lead people back to God. And so when you're a good usher, he gets the glory. When you're a good worshiper or sanctuary keeper, he gets the glory. When you're a good steward and a good pastor, he what? He gets the glory. All of us are but just a, my role is not that important. And even if he stumbles, we still have a chance. Because number two has not yet started running. Hallelujah. Have you seen the Jamaican team, Usain Bolt and them? Sometimes Bolt will be right at the back. Right? But as long as, listen, everyone, if this guy loses, everyone is still excited because number two is still to come. And if number two messes up a little bit, we are not, hope is still there. Because guess what? There's a number three. So, so, so when he fell, it doesn't mean that the church fell. When, when, when you experience a bad asha or a bad sanctuary keeper, it does not mean you experience a bad sermon. Okay, let me give it to you this way. Just because in the equation of success this year, finances failed you, it does not mean that your marriage failed. You can still run as a couple. You can still serve God. Not because, just because finances fail does not mean that everything else falls apart. There is still hope. But you know what most of us do in church? When this guy stumbles, this guy steps out of alignment. And now he's angry. But he's forgetting that this guy is not looking at him. He's looking at him. So he's hoping that I know that number one fell. But even if that guy fell, at least number two is still in place. Number two, run with diligence. Number two, live your life well. Do, do it as unto the Lord. I am coming. I'm still behind. Don't be encouraging each other. But the moment this guy gets out of place, then chances for him to succeed slim and now in African families this is how we are structured 
Some of us don't know our fathers. They, they moved out of the relay of life. And that's why you find now, for most people, this guy is running and he's trying to get the bait on. But there is no one. And so he's running as fast as he can, but there's, there's no one there to help. There's no one to hand over the instruction for the win. And so do you know what we end up doing? When our white counterparts and other people are doing well, you have to go back to the grave and talk to the dead. That's why you are talking about, about the Sangomas. Because the one that was supposed to give you the instruction for the next generation decided to quit along the way. So he has to go back into history and talk to people that are dead because he can't find the one that is alive who decided to quit along the way. And so whenever you decide to quit, I know this year might have been tough for you, but whenever you decide to quit, you are costing the next generation a lot. So I'm a man under authority. So today I want to commission us, run like a man under authority. Serve like a woman or a man under authority. Submit to the vision of of house of treasures like a man and a woman under authority tick all the boxes at home i'm a man under authority at work i don't shout at my boss i don't talk evil of my boss i under i'm not even praying for him to die apostle collins domo prayed a, a strange prayer one day he says everyone who is blocking your progress you guys can go he says everyone who is blocking your progress may they be promoted to a different department so that you can ascend the letter he didn't say may they die or may they be promoted why because even the guy that is an enemy to you still needs to experience the power of god do you know that god loves the guy that is blocking your progress just pray for him to go up say god lift him up out of the way not take him down lift him up out of the way get him out of the way give him a bigger project so that he can so that i can get mine Give him a bigger responsibility in the job so that I can get mine. We change the way we do things. Why? We are men under authority and Jesus is our commander-in-chief. Can we stand and give God a praise in this place? Hallelujah. Can we give God a praise in this place? Somebody say, I'm a man under authority. Come on, say, I'm a man under authority. Say it again, I'm a man under authority. And so in your prayer this, this December, when you're praying, God, give me grace to submit. I have realized that in our generation, the hardest thing to do is submission. Give me grace to celebrate those that have been set up as an authority over me. I know you are more gifted than the one that's leading you guys. I know, I know. Listen, I've listened to you. I know, I know. But submit to authority. I know some of you are looking at Pastor KG and you're thinking, he's still young, he's a novice, he doesn't have experience. Just submit to authority. Submit to authority. I'm a man under authority. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know some of us elders in this place, when these kids that are ushering you to your seat, some of them are so small, they are younger than your kids. But listen, I am a man under authority. As long as they are standing in their position of authority set up by God, I have no choice but to obey. That is where prayers get answered, in obedience. That is where breakthrough comes, in obedience. That is where alignment with the Spirit comes, in obedience. Some of us, you know, they come and pie pie during service. Ah, you are hopping and popping and rolling all over the place. And yet, you know that you don't even like your man of God. You are the same one that after being under the spirit and you are you are vomiting all these things you are vomiting you go back on social media and talk about the church be a man and a woman under authority refuse for the enemy to enter the church through you i am a man under authority i give no chance to the devil i will not be found discussing things i'm not supposed to be discussing i will not be found praying prayers that are, be, are above my pay grade I was talking to one of my sons. I said to him, I need you to preach. And he says to me, you know, uh, someone was saying to me, sometimes, man of God, you know, we don't want to seem to be a bit more knowledgeable than, than, than our, our leaders. I said, that is pride. For you to even think that it is pride. What is wrong with being more knowledgeable than me? 
what is wrong with me knowing stuff that my spiritual father doesn't know after all he's the one who taught me I said that is pride you must always remember that whenever you stand here you don't create the platform the platform creates you because without the platform you you have no platform to stand on so some of us are great warrior prayer warriors and prophets but whenever you stand here remember that without the set men of God your your prophet your prophecies will not find expression you are just standing on someone else's fire so always remember I am a man under authority I am not here to destroy what has been built I am here to build upon it I am not trying to establish a different foundation even in my teaching no matter how deep it is I am still a man under authority hallelujah I am a man somebody say I'm a man under authority glory to God and so as a church Sunday is our biggest day this is when we come to serve God this is when we come to win souls for God I am a man under authority even in your giving give as a man under authority I'm a man under authority and so in our giving we are not giving to be seen we are giving to advance the kingdom of God I am a man under authority the centurion said just speak a word from where you are and your authority has the ability to go beyond what I can see that is authority that is power that is authority and power and so spiritual maturity, child of God, my brothers and sisters, it is not gray hair and gray beard. It is your ability to be influenced by the Spirit of God. How much of you does God influence? In your giving, are you influenced by Him? When we dress up for service in the morning, are we influenced by Him? Or the flesh tells you, wear this, they will see you today. Ah. Somebody say, I'm a man under authority. Take out your offering. And I